Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back into another edition of the Just Press Play podcast. We have Kevin here with Uncle Tony and Pops and Guys, it's it's been a while. How's it going? Going great. What's up? It's going well, but it's hot where I am. I will say that it's really, really, really hot where I am. Yeah, I mean we're we're in that really triple hot. digit triple digit area for what now? Forty five days or something like that. I well, mean, we haven't been in triple digits for forty five days. Maybe the heat uh, index has gotten there. Uh, close. But it it has been hot. We're just in that nah, the dog I, days of summer. Yeah. What what's up, Tom? It's hot. It's hot. Uh, it's we've August, been, man. It's, it's we've been hot. gone for a while. You know, just the sports season kind of goes into a lull, and, and we go into, you know, maybe some trips and vacations, maybe a little bit of uh, just watching TV shows and movies, you know, putting in the movie time. Because I know here shortly on Saturdays and Sundays, there will be just a lot of football on our TV nonstop. So this is the time to catch up on our other stuff. So what we're going to do is just have a little – Storyline catch So just any kind of storylines or headlines you've seen, they can be something that just happened. It can be something that happened over the course of the last four or five weeks. But just some headlines going into uh, the NFL season. And we'll, we'll get a little off NFL, too, later. I have a couple other things. But just starting NFL talk, Tony, what's what's a storyline you kind of were just like, ah, we need to we need to hop on the pod and talk this out. So here, here's the one I think is the the number one, and that's the reevaluation of the running back position. And I think we've seen this this summer uh, leading or in the offseason this summer, and we're still seeing it now, is that the value, it used to be everybody had to have a running back. You couldn't win a Super Bowl if you couldn't run the football, and you couldn't run the football unless you had a running back. And I think the market now is showing that maybe you don't need that running back. And we've had several high-profile players that have been rolling the dice. And to me, it's just the market is resetting itself. You know, it's uh, I I think you've got I have two different two different examples here of what what someone figured this out and someone who hadn't. And Austin Eckler figured it out. So Eckler was like, man, I could hold out. I want to go somewhere. I want to get a big contract. Da 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 da. And then two three weeks later, oh, I, I'm signing back with Chargers. I'm good. And then we see um, uh, Josh Jacobs. Who and, and Jonathan Taylor actually 
who knows what's going on with Jonathan Taylor. Right. But you see Josh yeah. Jacobs, who had a phenomenal year last year, should be setting the market, holding out. And the Raiders are going, meh, okay, whatever. We'll see. And so, to me, the the running back is what it is. And uh, it doesn't do what it, it – it doesn't mean as much to an NFL team as it used to. And so, Austin Eckler knows how to play the game of life. And I know if anybody's out there, we played the game life before, you know, in that first two or three roles, whether you get the lawyer space or the doctor space or the teacher space, you know, that's going to decide whether you're trying to go and get to the to the mansion or whether you got to go the other way and just say, hey, I got to gamble. Well, Eckler has figured out, man, I landed on the wrong space on the game of life. I can still play but I'm on the wrong space. My space is not worth what I thought it was. Josh Jacobs, Jonathan Taylor, Kareem Hunt, uh, Dalvin Cook finally figured out. They haven't figured out that my space is not worth what it used to be. So that to me has been really interesting how the running back, Zeke Elliott, another another of those, that just not, the value is just not there anymore. And that to me has been like, that's been a game changer for the NFL. Why are you saying Eckler figured it out? I mean, he didn't sign any big contract or anything, his, right? He, he, his contract, they gave him – they upped it to where now he adds $1.75 million in incentives for his deal. He didn't really get a huge deal. Okay. Uh, no, but, but he signed ahead. and he's getting money. So that, that to me is the difference. So he signed, he's getting money, and he knows that if I don't sign, don't get money. There are two or three guys that could take my place and – I get no money or I get less money or I go play for the Houston Texans and nobody wants that. So um, I, I think he figured it out quickly. Give me my money and let me see what happens next year. Is he my in the million changed. range, which is kind of the what that's what He's Saquon making, got. Didn't Saquon I get another 900,000, I think, or something? Eckler's now set to make $6.25 million this year in his final mm. year of the deal. Final yeah, year of his contract. And then he's a free agent next year, which I guess they could tag him. Uh, it does. It part of me. Do, it does stink because, like you do, uh, pops. You just mentioned Barkley re- agreed to. I think it's just a one year deal now, or whatever it was. But it's in the ten million ish range. Right. And when you think of just talented players, like Barkley is a super talented, uber talented player, probably the the most talented guy on the Giants roster, but. When you look at dollars, he's not – I mean, Daniel Jones got that huge contract. We all know quarterback's just different. But then even like Dexter Lawrence, I think their defensive tackle got a big deal. It just – I don't think the running back's money's ever going to get there. It sucks for them that the money's not going to get there. But, it, I mean, I don't think it's changing, Pops, do you? No, I, I don't. And I, and I feel bad for running backs because they do take a lot of punishment. Uh, they carry a big load. Um you know, they got a block for the quarterback. I mean, they get hit on every play and they get hit hard. But, I mean, that's just it, – it is what it is. You know, it, it, it's worth what it's worth. And I, we're moving to receivers. I'm looking at the top uh, paid running backs uh, right now on, what is this, Yahoo Sports. So, Christian McCaffrey's at $16 million. I suppose this is every salary per year. Um, Kamara's at 15 Derrick Henry's at 12 Chubb is at 12 Aaron Jones is at 11 and a half. And I do think, by the way, Aaron Jones could – I think Green Bay could be better. We'll probably get to some Which, of that. But, it know. is kind of shocking to me that Barkley couldn't get that rank. I, I think that's the NFL saying, uh, we, we overpaid at that price. We're not getting back to that price. Because Barkley yeah. is in that same category of back, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. 
those guys got paid before the reevaluation of the quarterback. I think that Tony's bringing or the up, running back, say. yeah, or the running yeah. back, yeah. I, I think, Liv, that's a great point, and and those are good statistics. Oh, way to go! And um, but you know, I I think that uh, that shows it that the NFL said oh, I could use that four or five million to go do something else with it, and uh, and so we're not seeing those contracts and. Um, and you would have thought that Saquon Barkley and the way he bounced back last year would have done something to that market, but it didn't. Um, I think here's to me what's telling. I believe Odell Beckham Jr. has an eight-something million-dollar contract per year. Odell Beckham hasn't done anything in, in years. Three years? Yeah. Two years, yeah. And he's getting paid more than Austin Eckler. I, to me, that's ridiculous. But it's the the square that he's got. You know, yeah, and I and, just uh, think uh, the the answer to the running backs out there is, especially the young ones, get good at something else. You know, become a become a receiver. <laughs> Be, Fortunately, which Barkley? Yeah, running backs. It's like, dude, will you grow like four inches and you could be a wide receiver? All <laughs> these running backs are five nine, five ten, five eleven. All these receivers are six two, six three. The number the number <laughs> ten wide receiver. Is Keenan Allen and over twenty million a year? So that's the number ten wide receiver. So I mean, that's where the money. You know, of course, quarterbacks and and so I did did a little uh, the other day. I was just looking through, and out of the last ten Super Bowl winning teams, how many of those teams do you guys think had a thousand yard rusher on their roster in that year? Well, there wasn't one last year. Who? Boy, Two yeah. is the answer. Two wow. is the answer out of the last 10 years. I'm just going to run through some of the, the leading rusher on the, the most recent Super Bowl. So last year's Chiefs, it was Isaiah Pacheco. 2022 Rams, it was Sony Michelle. 21 Bucks, it was Ronald Jones. Chiefs, Damian Williams. 2019 Pat, Sony Michelle. Then LeGarrette Blunt twice with the Eagles and then Patriots. The Broncos, it was Ronnie Hillman. The Patriots, it was Jonas Gray. And then Seahawks, Marshawn Lynch. Other than Marshawn Lynch... All those guys are on very small deals. So if I'm an NFL GM or NFL owner, I'm going, well, the proof's in the – you don't need like, – but if you go look at those same rosters, go look at what their highest paid receiver is and what their highest paid pass rusher. I bet they all spend big money at those positions. There's just it, – Isn't that kind of weird though? Because, you know, when you're in youth football, who, where's your best back athlete? You put him at running back. You, and, you give, and you give him the football. And it's kind of funny to me, and I don't know if this is – I just think of this when I do it. You know, where do you kind of hide somebody a little bit in Little League Baseball in right field? But later, you put your best outfielder in right field because he's got to have the arm to get it to third base, you know. So it's, yeah. Yeah. it's interesting. And, and you know, those those best athletes, I think, if I was – I know we've said this probably on this pod before, but if I was a uh, – my son was a great running back. Sorry, Kevin. I don't he think wasn't. That, yeah, <laughs> it wasn't you. It wasn't you and LJ. I speak for me and LJ. We but, weren't. But if you were that athlete, I would I would probably push you to, to defensive back, safety, cornerback, wide receiver if you had the length, you know, uh, rather than running back now. And what is that going to do just, for the future? It's just funny. I know we talked about it, and we'll get off of it after this probably. But I, not that long ago – Still in the NFL, like the sexy position, the superstar. Other than quarterback, it was always it was all about. Oh, look at the running backs. Look at LT. Look at Adrian Peterson. Go back to the nineties. You got a bunch of great running backs, and now it's just like 
Oh, we'll get someone. We'll get we'll we'll cut cut Dalvin Cook. We'll just let Alex Alexander Madison. Even though Dalvin Cook, there's still there's still some meat left on. It's not like he's 50 years old and he's not an old guy. And the and the Vikings oh. are very Vikings who have aspirations of winning a Super Bowl this year were very much very happy going. We'll just go with Alexander Madison and whatever else and just see. I bet we can come up with close to that same production. Yeah. And yeah, I think that's I, just where we are, and I don't think it's changing. I hate yeah. it for the running backs, but it's not. I don't think it's changing. No, yeah, I, you're absolutely right. And I, last thing I'll say on it, it's still strange that, though, in college football, when you talk about recruiting and you talk about other than quarterback, running backs are the ne- actually probably defensive linemen are the pe- are things that you talk about in college recruiting. Uh, you don't hear about wide receivers that much. Oh, we've got the number one wide receiver. You hear about that we've got that big running back, and that tr- hasn't translated back to the NFL. And I find, I, to me, I think that's interesting. Yeah. Um, going over now, I kind of want to touch on a little. Uh, my storyline is going to be, and it's not even necessarily a storyline. I just have a question for you guys. So we're in. I guess coming up will be the third episode of this season's Hard Knocks with the New York Jets, and I want to start off with pops. Do you still care about Hard Knocks? Like, is Hard Knocks still what it what it is, what it used to be? It the shock value is gone because they're all pretty similar. You hear a bunch of f bombs and you hear guys being guys and a lot of testosterone, and then the big deal is the cut down. So, so, but I still enjoy it. I really do, and I'm enjoying watching it this year. So, yeah, I, mean, I, I, I still don't know if I'm care. Your question, I still care. Well, I think yeah. you do, but I think I still care. But and I think we all three will probably still care just because. It's football, and it's like, all right, we're getting close. Like, it's giving you a taste of the season. But it doesn't – and maybe maybe this is just getting a little older, and you go, oh, back in the day it was better. But it just doesn't feel like it's near as good now as it used to be. Like, some of those Jets hard knocks and stuff back in the day with Rex Ryan. I mean, those were awesome. And this is like, it's okay. It's good. Well, Rex Ryan was such a freaking personality, yeah. though, you know. Well, that's – I'd think, say Tony? it's like any – it's like any TV show – like I don't know how Survivor is still on TV, and it's got twenty. I don't know how The Simpsons are still on TV, but it's it's you know that's a um, cartoon. But Hard Knocks has been around a while, so you don't get that surprise anymore, right? And that was what he's like. He said, "What that dude went off crying? They made him go get his playbook and kicked him out of the building. I mean, that was great." And now he's like, "Oh, watch it! I bet this guy cries within ten steps." You know, it, it, it the the thrill is gone. As BB King would say, and uh, I, I, that to me is what's different about Hard Knocks. Although I will say, I was really entertained by the first episode of Hard Knocks, uh, much more than I thought it would be. And uh, so I've been on this program, and and I've quoted this, and I'll stay with it. Aaron Rodgers is an asshat, but he came off a little bit better than I thought he would in in Hard. It almost. You Did know, it kind of feel so. like a, a sixty minute? Just this is a PR thing for Aaron Rodgers. Like the Jets were oh, like, we're yeah. just gonna make Aaron yeah. Rodgers look like they, he looked like a saint. They made him look like the coolest have guy a to be around. Following him around twenty four seven seems like, and everything that came out of his mouth seems so. He just seemed fun. He seemed cool. Seemed like a good leader, good teammate. I'm like, did we just? I, it just feels like we filtered that out. The Jets are like, only way y'all are getting anything from Aaron Rodgers is if it sounds good. We we can't have you showing Aaron Rodgers be a dick to the teammates or something. I don't know. Part so, of me was like, it feels yeah. like a little propaganda. I don't know. And so I would, I would tell you to go back and, and I haven't seen the second episode yet. And I do need to watch that tonight. So I'm ready for the third, but 
if you go back and look at the first episode, this is the first time I've ever seen it. And Aaron Rodgers was looking around for the camera. And you can see him looking right into the camera. And in most cases, the guys on the field aren't looking for the camera. And as soon as he's find the camera, he'd say something. You know, it would be like, so it was almost as if he's like, he's, is the camera here? Where's the camera? Let me show. Let me, let me show that I'm a nice guy. Let me show that I'm, I'm okay to my teammates and I really stand up for him. And if the camera wasn't there, he'd be back to an asshat. But I just, I just, you know, I, I, that's the first time I've seen anybody really look for the camera. See if you see that. If you go back and look at it, I, I'll, and, and see if on the episode, if you see him just looking for the camera. It just, I feel like, um, hard knocks took a step back. I, I, if you remember, I think it was the year they did Miami Dolphins and Chad Ochocinco was on the Dolphins and he gets into some legal trouble. I think he got a DUI or something. I can't remember what it was exactly, but it was enough to where the Dolphins were going to cut him. And you basically, you see the raw moment of when Adam Gase is just like, I, we still think you're really good, but there's just too much going on. We got to cut you. And it was just like, you really felt like, oh, I'm getting that inside the look of what it what it is like to run an NFL team. And then you fast forward a few years later, like when the Raiders were on hard knocks, the biggest story in all of football was Antonio Brown and his feet and his helmet and what the hell is going on. And hard knocks got none of it. Like there was just like no real footage of what is going on with that. And I just think the NFL teams have gotten, yeah, I just think the NFL, like the teams themselves have gotten very, they control what gets out there, and I just think they don't like the Jets this year. Aren't going to let at least they said they're not doing the they're not filming the cuts. You're not going to get the yeah. players getting oh, told. Really? Okay. You're yeah. not going to get it. That that could change, yeah. I guess. But they said beforehand when they agreed to hard knocks, we're not going to have the camera in the in the room when the coach goes. You made the roster, or we're going to let you go. And it just it became a little bit more of we don't want to show everything. We don't want to show the bad side of Aaron Rodgers. Like hard knocks, I think used to be more of just a documentary where whatever happens, they're just filming it. Yeah. More raw. That's perfect. Yeah. And now it doesn't feel like it's quite that same level. Again, I still enjoy it. I'm going to watch every episode and it gets me pumped for football season coming up, but it lacks the luster it used to have to me. Yeah. Agree. Is this, is this the first time in hard knocks that they had to force a team to do it? I felt like it. I don't remember that ever. I don't know. I can't. I've remembered hearing that it's been difficult to get teams to agree. There's been some difficulty. So, but they forced the Jets. That was the NFL. Yeah, they were like the Jets did not want to do it, and they basically were like, "No, you're you're doing it. We're not asking you if you're doing it. You're doing Mm it. You're doing it." Yeah. I guess they got a contract with the whoever does Hard Knocks. You know, HBO 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 films. Yeah. NFL films. NFL films and HBO have a contract. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, pops. What's uh? What, what do you got? Is there, is there another topic you're interested in? Well, I'm just I saw today, and Brock Purdy is is going to be the starter Ooh. this year. Um, what am I missing there? I like him. I mean, he was the last guy picked. What do you know his size? Do you know his? I mean, has he got the 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 size and the weight? And I mean, it's, it's just I'm surprised. That he, he is six foot one, so not what what is Bryce? Not, uh, what is the number one pick, Bryce? Uh, Harper? Bryce, well, Bryce Young, oh, Bryce Young Bryce was Young. a little bit shorter. That was about, that was why they were worried. He was five ten, but that was the big knock. That was why he almost 
wasn't going to go one, even though I think we I don't know, do you find it shocking that, I mean, he's going to be in charge, it looks like. I mean, and, and he certainly – Of a team that has Super Bowl aspirations. Has one Super of the Bowl best aspirations, rosters. has a lot of talent on the defense and on the offense, got playmakers all over the place. And, I mean, he had a great – what was he, 7-1 and one last year? So, you know, his the only game, Didn't the only game he lose was when his when shoulder – got hurt. Or his elbow just – But I just gone. find that yeah. shocking. Yeah. You? And then so now Trey Lance, a guy that they gave up, a tremendous amount of assets to move up and pick is looking like he he's going to have to go somewhere else potentially. Well, to find so his. I'm, I didn't have this on my list, but I'm so glad you brought it up because I meant to and just forgot. If this, if any other front office and coach did the debacle that has been the Trey Lance trade up and pick, I mean that yeah yeah that is that is all time they traded the farm to go get the third pick, and now the reports are he's going to be the third string quarterback. Right. It's going to be. Sam Darnold Sam is the Donald. back. So what either you screwed up and made an awful pick or you don't know how to coach a quarterback. I don't know which one it is. And well, it, it's not a coach a quarterback. Go, the guy can well, coach so a quarterback. Part of me goes is starting to wonder, and this might just be a little bit of a hot take here, but just, just bear with me. It might be too hot. Tell me to put it back in the oven if I need to. But um, maybe Kyle Shanahan can't develop a quarterback. He He's a good offensive – because he has won with – subpar quarterbacks, but I don't know if he can develop a young quarterback. I, I don't know. It just feels weird. Trey Lance, I know he had like he didn't play that whole year, but everyone said he's talented and he was a good quarterback at, I think it was North Dakota State or South Dakota State. And now he just looks like a broken man. He looks like a he's got the, he doesn't look confident in his throws and I don't know. Tony, what, where do you go with this? So I, I'm going to say, Kevin, I, it's interesting. I don't know that Kyle Shanahan can't develop a quarterback. I don't know that Kyle – to me, it looks like that Kyle Shanahan didn't have a decision in the Trey Lance uh, d- draft. That that was So, you're telling me Kyle move. Shanahan yeah, – you let – yeah, Kyle, that's, I don't know. Like clarify that, or, Tony. Clarify. Or he why why do you think that? So, so, Trey Lance was the most – the best athletic quarterback in that draft, yeah. right? He could – he had the biggest arm. He had the best legs. The, the guy is an athlete. He's still the best athlete on, other than uh, Debo, on the San Francisco 49ers, the best athlete. But he's not an accurate passer. And that was the knock on him, right? He wasn't an accurate passer. He could chunk it 80, 90 yards, not an accurate passer. I think that, I think the comparison was, was Michael Vick coming out. He, he could just throw it like he could throw it through somebody. But just yeah. wasn't very accurate, right? In the Kyle Shanahan system, and now this is why Brock Purdy is successful. You've got to be accurate across the middle. Brock Purdy can hit a seam pass better than any rookie quarterback last year, and all you got to do is throw it accurately for twenty yards. And so um, I, I think that's the difference. And Shanahan said, "Look, I want." And to credit to Shanahan, I am not going to sell my job because I made a commitment on this first round. I'll just say, look, yeah, the guy's not accurate and I'll move on. And, um, uh, and we'll go with this guy that is six foot one and seventh round draft pick and can be accurate. And I, you know, I, that was what happened with that's, Tom Brady. That's is the guy up, just right? came in and went it just hit. He just hit open receivers. Yeah. And so I think that's where they are right now. I, find, and I think Purdy, you're kinda, and, I, and Donald does the same thing. I agree with a lot of that. I, I don't think there's any chance that, and it may, there's possibility, but I just don't think there's any way that Kyle Shanahan, you got it, you have your head coach as an offensive guru, like one of the smartest offensive minds, 
and you didn't let him pick. Like if you're going to trade up to go get a franchise quarterback, he didn't have the final or at least a big voice in the final say. And maybe he just missed. And it does take some stones and shows the, I guess, the cachet that he has there in that organization. Because a lot of times, like you're saying, Tony, you take someone one or two or three, you're giving him every chance. Because if he fails, you fail and you're fired. And Shanahan's able to go, yeah, we we effed up. We shouldn't have taken him. Brock Purdy is a the guy we got with the last pick in the NFL draft is just better. Is just better, and we're going to roll with them. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's the wrong decision. That's crazy, but I, I mean, it, it, yeah. Well, I think you hit the nail on the head. It speaks I, to the cachet that Shanahan must have in that organization. So uh, to be able to say, "Yep, to, we we traded yeah. a lot of picks, and we should," because they you get those picks back, and that talent. We're already talking about how they're one of the most talented teams. They traded like yeah. two first round picks. That's two really talented guys, ideally. So it's just it, you don't usually see a guy stick around after messing that messing up that bad. Yeah. So Kevin, I, I will say this: I think you make a great point about Shanahan and developing quarterbacks. So I'll, I'll say this: when Trey Lance goes to another team, and he will, if so he's too. able to develop sort of like Geno Smith, right? If all of a sudden in six seven years he finds the right slot and somebody develops him to be in that system, then I think you can say, yeah, maybe Kyle Shanahan can't develop a quarterback and he's got to have a specific type of player um, certainly could be the case. But right now I think it's just that Trey Lance is just not a fit for what they did. And I, last thing I'll say about Trey Lance, they drafted him right after, I believe right after Lamar Jackson won the MVP. And Sounds I think there was a, a, a good bit of buzz about, we have got to get a guy who can run for six or 700 yeah. yards. Got it. That's where the NFL is going. And the NFL kind of turned a little bit, as we just talked about, and said, yeah, he's just got to scramble. He doesn't necessarily have to win. And, and the Mahomes and the Chiefs, I, I think, and Josh Allen has proven that. And Jalen Hurts has proven that. Um, you know, they throw well. They're accurate passers to go along with running. So, anyway, I, that's that's where I'm at. So, I think you're, it's a good point, Kevin. If Trey Lance goes somewhere and all of a sudden is is a decent is a decent quarterback, then I think that we may be, hey, maybe Shanahan has to have a quarterback. It does. I just checked. You're right. That was right after Jackson was voted MVP. The next draft is when Lance was taken. So if that was the thinking, you're right on the timing of it. So, Who were the quarterbacks taken in front of him? Do y'all remember? There were, there were two um, pretty decent quarterbacks taken in front of him, weren't there? Well, Mac Jones and was the Mac one Jones they thought Mac Jones was taken a little bit later, I think, wasn't he? A little later. Here, I can pull it. IT's not as quick today with uh, with LJ missing, but we can we can get it up. Hold on. That was so dark. Trevor Lawrence um, was taken. Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson, which the Jets Wilson, also the were able about. to trade up for Zach Wilson. Uh, that, that's odd. Two people in that draft took quarterbacks top three and basically punted on them after two years, which I, if you get a chance at getting an MVP, former MVP, I understand why the Jets did it. Yeah, but those were the two. And Lawrence obviously looks like real quick digression. You're talking about accuracy and passing. It is pretty impressive to see Aaron Rodgers on hard knocks, though. You know, he backs up and they go red and, you know, he he drills it into the red box and blue, and he drills it into the blue box. I mean, the guy guy can throw a football. Say what you want. Arm talent wise, he's as as talented as and and he does look as in control i mean he he knows the game i mean he is at that perfect mix of experience and still has quite a bit of athletic ability he they just could be good this year y'all they really could he he and hackett have a good 
relationship. Yeah. I'm sorry, LJ. Man, he, you know, he, they do Hackett have a good relationship. Did, did, so that can did a great something. job of uh, rebranding and hard not. Like, he doesn't even look like the Nathaniel Hackett that looks like the guy who didn't know how to coach. I was like, wait, is that Hackett? Is it, that's him with his little beard? And, you know, he kind of looks a little buff. I just, he did a good job rebranding, I feel like, coming after last season, yeah. which he needed to because that probably was a bad to. job. Yeah. Yeah, 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 probably did. Um, yeah. All right, Tony, what's another, what's another topic you want to touch on? All right, so here's – so I – this is a broad subject, but I think the AFC Central is going to be really fun to watch this year. So Cincinnati Bengals notwithstanding. So you think Cincinnati t- t- Kings – Well, is that the – AFC North? Is that – that's technically the North. So AFC North. I'm yeah. sorry. AFC North. I said Central. I My just – I wasn't trying to correct you. Just Republican. clarify for the people at home. Damn, I always get that wrong. But boy, AFC how long North. has it been? What a change that you're going to lead off about a and talk about the Bengals. You know, they're a given, right? Yeah. That's crazy. They're given, but they're one injury away. And you know, the internet broke when Joe Burrow had it a looked like he might have tore his Achilles for a second. Yeah, yeah, a flat broke. You like, what? What was that? What? So, but here's the thing. So, if you look at, I think it's going to be fun watching. The Baltimore Ravens with a new offensive coordinator. The Ravens, I'm interested to see what that looks like. Very interested. Let's see if Lamar Jackson could be an accurate passer. And then uh, the Cleveland Browns have – now, if you think about it, if 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 they don't lose their ever-loving mind, they've gotten a new defensive coordinator, Jim, Jim Schwartz. Is it Schwartz? Schwartz? Okay, Schwartz. Schwartz. Who's, everybody has said – you guys came out phenomenal. He wasn't a good DC. head coach, but good D.C., yeah. Great D.C., um, but Deshaun Watson, Nick Chubb, and Amari Cooper, I I think IT needs to check this for me, all under 30 years old. Sounds right. I think so Cooper's one of those who's younger than people re- than you realize. Yeah. So their QB one, running back one, wide receiver one are all under 30 and phenomenal players. They they could have if Deshaun Watson is back, that could be a really fun team to watch, right? They could be Pretty good. Cooper's and, the oldest they, at 29. The other two are 27. So, correct. Yeah. I, they are in their prime. If they hook, if that, that takes off, that could be a fun team to watch, and they could give people trouble. The next and, one, oh, oh, and they have some guy uh, on the defensive end who's also not very old, uh, Miles Garrett, who's in the prime of his. Some guy. Yeah. Some guy, I think, named Miles Garrett, who could be the defensive guy. player of the year this yeah. year. He's also 27. Could be. Could be. So, I really like it. And then Pittsburgh. And what's a better story than Kenny Pickett? And this guy, Mike Tomlin, newsflash. All he does coach. is win 10 yeah. games like every single pretty year. Good coach. Pretty good coach. So I'm really interested to watch <clears throat> this this division or, or this conference. Yeah, I said right, division. I'm really interested in watching this division because I think they're going to surprise. We were all surprised by the NFC East last year. I think we're going to be surprised by the AFC North this year, and it's going to be fun to watch. And whichever one of those teams comes out of that um, out of that division as a wild card, watch out. I those think are some if they come out, extremely out. talented rosters uh, up and down yeah. that. And really, the only question mark for every team really is which quarterback like, is Lamar going to be healthy? Is Pickett does he take a step? And then the Deshaun Watson. Do we get Texans Deshaun Watson, or do we get whatever that was last year? Yeah. And all and indications the are is Joe Burrow healthy. I mean, because he's a great Yeah. Guy. All indications are is that Deshaun Watson has gotten his feet back under him and and he's having a pretty good camp. And that he's really connecting with Cooper. And Nick Chubb is in great shape. And Kareem Hunt is the hell out of town. 
So, I mean, Chubb is the man. And so, I really, I, I, that's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be fun to Has watch. Has Kareem Hunt gotten picked up somewhere? He has not yet. He's still no. on the team, isn't he? Is he or is he no, not? No, no, he's, he's a free agent. No, he's cut. He's a free agent. He's cut. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he somehow figured out how to get out of the shit show that is Indianapolis and he, he didn't sign the contract they offered him. So that was a weird him. situation. Did you hear any of that, Pops? <laughs> no. What's going on there? Tony, what? So he went to he went to India, but then what never you tell it. Well, you tell so it. was it Indy that he was went to first? Just yeah, he went to New Orleans. Well, he, I, he went somewhere. Go ahead, Tony. You tell it because I, I yeah, get so confused he went to on New which Orleans. team which. So he went to New Orleans, and and, and while he was going to New Orleans, Condre Miller, their uh, rookie running back, injured his knee uh, in a preseason game, and. It's like they had a contract ready for Kareem Hunt because, you know, Kamara's out three games. Right. And, yeah. dude, I think the Arkansas Razorbacks could could compete for the NFC South title this year. But so um, uh, but um, so they're like right there. So it's like, oh, you OK, we've got a contract for you. And then two days and then before he left town, I don't know what he was doing. If he decided to be on Bourbon Street for 24 hours. That the MRI came back on Miller said, oh, no, he's good. He'll be back at practice tomorrow. And it's like, well, we want that contract back. Well, <laughs> said, well they rescinded. I'm, I'm going to Indy, and even more. Yeah. So there's there's one there's another. He went to Indy, and while in Indianapolis, this is before I think the the Saints offer came through. Okay, yeah. His agent gets a call. He's in Indianapolis, and they're like, "Do not let him even go to the building. Get him on a plane. Bring him to New Orleans. We have a better contract. Don't even let him into the the Colts building." So his agent was like, "Hey, um, Ballard, the GM of the Colts, was like." Hey, we're gonna have to reschedule. We'll be we got we have somewhere we have to go. And they left Indy and flew to New Orleans and like walked up. And then they thought they had an offer, so they basically said "f you" to Indy. And then like Tony say, and then it, New Orleans like, yeah. oh, never mind, never mind. We don't have that yeah. offer anymore. Yeah. That offer's gone. And so Hunt's well, like, wow. clean. shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. And yeah, so Kareem is still out there. He's gonna land somewhere, and it'll be a it'll be a, somebody's gonna get a good running back. Um, the 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 guy can still play. I think. Yeah, but, that, uh, just a wild story. Like, I wish that was on like crazy. a hard knocks or something. Like, yeah. Yeah. Remind me, wasn't he with the Chiefs originally? Mm-hmm. Right. Boy, yeah. did, did his little foray. I mean, and he and he deserves. I mean, he kind of did some bullshit, but uh, yeah, he, 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 he's he paying for it. You know. Yeah. 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 He he's paying for it, and he should. Apparently, not as bad as Ray Rice, but pretty yeah. bad. Yeah. yeah. So he yeah so he he gets what he deserves, but. Anyway, not not that we're going to punch. I think he could end up being. I wouldn't shock me if he's. I I think there's a good chance the Cowboys backup running back or bigger running back is not on the roster right now, and I think Kareem Hunt's possibly one. Maybe Leonard Fournette, someone in that vein, could be. If we want to talk about that, that we could. But maybe that's for the next show. But that, yeah, I. Those are two names. The NFL season, the the playoffs are going to be decided in the next couple weeks to where. Leonard Fournette and Kareem Hunt end up if Josh Jacobs signs. Yeah. And then Jonathan. They Taylor also signs. either one could go to, to Oakland if something or indeed, depending on how those running back situations play Hey, out. Josh Jacobs, yeah. real quick. I'm yeah. just and this map goes back, but I don't know that I feel so sorry for him because Josh Jacobs has been a kind of run of the mill quarterback and he showed right. out last year. Uh, did I say quarterback? You said quarterback. You bet running, running back. He was, I, you know, Josh he was Jacobs. above average slightly, but last year in a contract year, he was awesome. But I just think a player that shows up in in a in a contract year, 
you know, I want let me see it all the time. I just don't think he was not. He was not in. His, I see you, Tony. You look like you're. And he, I want to hear you if you disagree. But he was not the player that he was last year for his career. That he made a huge step last year. Yeah. No, you're right. He made a huge step last year, and it was a contract year. And the problem was he didn't get paid in that contract year. And so the year before that, he did get injured, right? But his rookie year, he set the world on fire. He had a great did he his rookie, rookie year. year. He did. Okay. Yeah. Because remember the story. How he was living, his whole family was living in a car, and not his whole family. Maybe it's just him living in a car, his, you know, until he like got dad and something. Or yeah, they were they were homeless, basically homeless until he got to the to um, his college and then the NFL and got drafted. It's it, he is a rags to riches story. Part of me is like, I really hope Josh Jacobs does well, mm. and and but I would really like to see him sign for this money and move on, a la Austin Eckler. Do it again, man. That's that you're going to get eight million plus incentives. You make it ten million dollars, and you're playing in Vegas. People are going to love you, man. So, yeah, just get it done. But anyway, yeah, uh, Jacobs. He just got hurt the year before, but he just blew to it out last year. A little of what Tony's saying and pops. I'm looking at his rookie year and second year both. He had a thousand yards rushing, and then in 2021 he did get hurt and had eight, still at 870. But then last year. 1600 yards rushing and led the NFL led the NFL in rushing yards. I w- well, I'm kind of with you. I'm dubious. So, when it comes to contract years, one in fantasy, I like a guy to contract year <laughs> in fantasy football and then if I'm an NFL front office, I'm a little dubious like you're saying pops of the guy who all of a sudden he's in great shape and has a great year on the contract year. I get I understand the hesitancy if I if I'm the Raiders. But if I'm Josh Jacobs, I get being annoyed. He had 340 carries last year. It looks like the Raiders are going, we're going to run the wheels off this sucker until and, until he's done. And they don't want to give him that big contract. If I'm Jacobs, I'm like, I know what y'all are doing. Y'all want to give me 400 carries, which I'm down to do. Just give me that one big contract. And that's Again, we get back to the crossroads. That is the running back position where right. I think the Giants are about to do the same as Saquon Barkley, where they're like, we don't want to give you a five-year deal because we're about to give you 350 touches this year and run you – Ragged. So does that devalue the position of the running back in in fantasy football? Because why would a running back play that hard anymore? I mean, why you know, I guess they, they still want to make the ten million as opposed to the two million, but it just seems like our running backs Tony, I know you're a running back guy. I know I've been a running back guy, but I just I think their value has to be decreasing some. Yeah. It's an inter- for fantasy football sake. There, it has been a wider tier than ever. There are five or six running backs that are still three down backs. Right. And then you've got 20 that are not, that are, hey, it could be any any type of situation could happen. So it's top heavy more than it ever has. There's there's certain number that you can go get that are going to be still what you would consider that running back. Hey, go get 300 and something touches, Right. But after that, there's 20 that are not. And then there's another 10 that who knows what will happen, right? It just depends. And so uh, from a fantasy football perspective, the zero running back theory is much more prevalent than it ever has been. You don't draft a running back until fifth or sixth round. Um, All right. I got a question for you guys. I'm I'm curious to see uh, where you stand. So I'm just looking at kind of the consensus top five Right now, 
just if you like did a power ranking in NFL. And this is in no specific order, but Chiefs, Eagles, Bills, Bengals, 49ers. That's kind of a consensus top five. And we, we're not are not necessarily trying to argue who should be in that list. But out of those five teams, can you see which one would be the most likely to miss the playoffs? Like if one of those teams had a disappointing year, mm-hmm. do you have like one over the others? And I, ideally the answer is not just so-and-so because he could get hurt, you know, because a quarterback could get hurt. Like give me kind of a reason why. Tony, is there anyone in that – in that top five, you're like, there's, there is an outcome, a world where they struggle this year. It's a tough question. And, and not make the playoffs? Yeah, not make the playoffs. Yeah, I, um, Eagles. Eagles? And is it kind of just maybe last year was a little fluky or, or what, what's the, no, I, I will say this, that, that they had such success and it came out of nowhere, sort of, so to speak. Um, if the NFC East truly has improved itself um, and we'll see what Eric B can help the, the Redskins offense commanders, you know, the commanders <laughs> offense. I did that on purpose. I'm sorry guys. Um, uh, that the NFC East could be a lot harder. Um, they they lost two coordinators, both their offensive defensive coordinator. Philly did. They lost yeah. Philly. They they took head coaches positions. They lost their starting running back, Miles Sanders, is now in Carolina. Uh, and they're trying to committee that. Um and I'm a, I'm gonna say a sophomore it's not really a sophomore slump, but it's the first year that Jalen Hurts really was a starter all year long. And so you've got Jalen Hurts, AJ Brown, Devontae Smith. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see if they can hold that together to me. And it's very, it would, it'd be very, it's, it's a long shot, but of those teams, I think they're the ones to me for anyone in their car listening to this. And they're going, Tony says the Eagles aren't making the playoffs. That's not necessarily, (laughs) I I said, which one possibly could. And I think that is your reasoning there. I I kind of like where you're going, where are we, Totally sure that what we saw from Jalen Hurts last year is Jalen Hurts. I think there's a good chance. He, he showed me a lot last year, but there's a maybe a decline. And then losing both coordinators. It just, we never know how much that offensive coordinator like was for Jalen Hurts. Like maybe he was really the straw that was stirring that drink, or maybe, maybe they don't need him. But I, I see where you're going. I follow your logic. Pops, do you have one of those? Well, I just want to say, I, I really, I didn't know about the losing the two coordinators, but I kind of think, because I'm a Cowboys fan. I think Philly, Philly could have the best team in the NFL. I mean, I just think they're talented on both sides of the football. I think I think Jalen Hurts is kind of a mature kid. I think what happened to him at Alabama uh, probably affected him, you know, hard at first, but helped him grow. I, I Being think Philly's in the middle of like an undefeated year for yeah, Tua, right? And, and with Tua, and then going to Oklahoma and having a pretty good year, and then mm-hmm. I, I think I, th- I like Jalen Hurts. I, th- I, th- I yeah. like him as a person. He's an easy guy to root for. I wish so, he wasn't on the dang Eagles. Exactly, because yeah. So, but I'm going to say out of that group you said, and I think it's the Bills because I think if Josh Allen, if he doesn't, if he's not Superman. They're going to see there's there's a huge drop off now. Any quarterback is going to hurt him, I guess, except Brock Purdy. You might could you know you might could get some serviceable play from Darnold. Maybe Trey Lance comes on, and, and San Francisco I think is loaded. Uh, but but so if you if you gun to my head and I have to choose one, I was between the Bengals and the Bills because I think the Bengals are very similar in that. I mean Joe Burrow, 
just his attitude he brings to the the whole damn organization. Yeah. I mean, this kid changed the an organization. He yeah, uh, he really did. The Bills have had some success. The, the The Bengals were horrible for years, and Joe Burrow walks walks in the door, and he, you know, what did he say? He goes, uh, you know, uh, every game is my best game. Or I can't remember what he said. It yeah. was pretty. I mean, he's well, just it's funny. Like the Bengals were kind of that. A little in the, and I don't know, I'm not lumping them just because they're both in Ohio, but a little Clevelandish where it's like people make fun of the Bengals. Like, yeah. They're cheap. Yeah. No one wants to go to the Bengals. Like, they're whatever, you know. And now, like, the Bengals are cool. Like, the Bengals are cool. They got a little mojo. They got an attitude. They, they, they borderline cocky confident, but I think it's more confident. And yeah. A lot of that is Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, but a lot of that starts, I think, with Burrow. Just he, something about him just, it makes you, Feel confident with with going to battle. So, which, what's your team? Which one, Kev? I think I want to go 49ers, and it's strictly off what if, like, now that we have a full offseason of Brock Purdy, like, what if Brock Purdy, there, there might be a reason he was Mr. Irrelevant in the last pick in the draft. He looked good and went 7-0, and but I just, part of me wonders, like, really? The guy who was the last pick in the NFL draft is who we're going to have quarterback, like you're saying, Pops, the Maybe the most talented roster in football. It's up there with like the Eagles and them. Yeah. Right, so that's that's going to be mine. And I would again. I'm like what Tony said with the Eagles. I'm not going over here saying four ers are missing playoffs. Book it. And I'm not betting they're under necessarily in win totals. I'm just saying. I wonder. I just kind of wonder. Yeah. Interesting question. Um. Let's see. Was there any any other uh, headlines or storylines that you kind of saw over the past few weeks, pops? That that we hadn't touched on. Uh, well, uh, the other thing I had was the Buffalo running back, which I guess they're going with James Cook is going yeah. to be their their bell cow guy, and this yeah. is a hundred and ninety pound. I guess that's what they've had for years, so no big. Well, I think there. that kind of goes to your reasoning for maybe like the Bills need desperately to find a running game to where Josh Allen to isn't the take running a game. little load off that guy, and maybe yeah. Cook can be that guy. But they, they, that's been their. I think that's been their bugaboo now for the past three years is that just they can't figure it out is it singletary yeah. no is it cook maybe so that isn't gentlemen, that was i was going to ask about the buffalo running ladies and gentlemen back. starting at running back for your buffalo bills number two leonard fournette <laughs> possible well, yeah and now they, I, I, yeah that, that makes sense tony they need the they need the goal line guy and dude that's what leonard fournette has been the last two years they're going to need him and i Seems like to me they missed out on Dalvin, so they're going to go get. I, I, they'll get Fournette cheap too. Yeah. Is there a, one quick question then? Because you mentioned Leonard Fournette, and his last team was the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Is there a draftable player on the Bucks? I mean, that, their quarterback position. I mean, is probably so, still Mike I mean, Evans and Godwin, but yeah, exactly. I get what you're saying. God, I don't know. Uh, well, when it goes to Tony's, the NFC South could suck. I, I, the Buccaneers look like they're basically going. All right, we have to we have to pay a little bit for what we did with the Tom Brady, and we went all in, and they got a Super Bowl, so they're not they're happy about it. But boy, they're paying for it now because that roster is not awesome. We may see a seven and ten team in the playoffs this year coming. And out their of that quarterback division. for the first preseason game, they didn't list a starting quarterback. They said Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask. I don't know Kyle if I've Trask. ever seen that in the NFL yeah. where there's yeah. an or instead of just like yeah. who's the starter. They don't well, even know who to start. Yeah, yeah. So I, you know. Lip, that's a great question, and uh, I sure wouldn't draft a quarterback that's playing for Tampa Bay, but I, I think you still got some really quality in Godwin. Evans and Godwin are obviously, yeah. I mean, Mike good, Evans has and, never had a year where he didn't have a 1,000-yard receiving. No, this could be the first, but I, you still take it. They're drafted really deep, 
And so um, I think you're fine. And Rashad White actually, you know, as an RB3 or, or a flex could be valuable because he's the guy, right? He's the guy. He's kind of like Damian Pierce was last year. It's like, well, hell, they're a really bad team, but this guy's got to carry the ball. Well, yeah, even if it's a bad team, I think a thing to think about when fantasy football is if you can get the number one running back, even if it is on a bad team, you have the number one guy who has the backfield to himself. That's valuable, you know. So it's not a great stat the other day. And and so if Baker Mayfield is the starter, let's just assume Baker Mayfield is the starter. Okay. He was a top five. 20 yard or greater pass return. I forgot that the, the statistic it's, it's got an acronym for it, but top five downfield of, of all quarterbacks who threw the ball 20 yards or further. And in, in from as far as it air, he was in the top five. He was better than Josh Allen throwing the ball down 20, the field. You're saying throwing the ball downfield 20, 20 yards, yards or greater. I believe you. That shocks me. Uh, yeah. Who, who do you think as a wide receiver, is number one in yards, target yards, 20 yards or greater? Well, by the question, I feel like the answer might be Mike Evans. I'm saying Evans, yeah. That would be correct. Okay. So, I, don't think, I don't know if I would have said that before, but I felt like I, I saw where you were so leading this. He's leading I, the witness, I, Judge. <laughs> and I really, yeah, I really feel bad saying this on this podcast for the other two guys here with the number one pick in the Pleasant Valley Fantasy Football League draft, <laughs> but I – Mike Evans, don't don't sleep too long on him. I, I think it's interesting if if Baker Mayfield is the quarterback. Because well, and if I'm Baker Mayfield, Baker does, I'm going to go. Hey, see that big guy? I'm going to throw it to him probably 10, 15 times. We could we could say all we want to about Baker Mayfield, but by God, he will, he is not afraid to throw the ball. Right? He, he's no Dak Prescott. Right? He's not going to throw it to sixteen wrong colored jerseys <laughs> at a time, but he's going to throw the football. And and so Baker's like, boom, it's gone. And Mike Evans has a tendency to catch those. Yeah. So he'll be available at number one, Kev, right? I mean, Mike Evans. <laughs> yeah, I think that's, absolutely, a, I think that's a absolutely. I think that's where you should go. hundred <laughs> percent. Um, you know, you mentioned Baker Mayfield. I think we talked earlier about quarterbacks that would work well in a Shanahan offense and maybe Lance isn't that guy. Baker Mayfield feels like a guy that could be good in a, in a Shanahan offense, you know, just – Quick, decisive, accurate thrower. Oh, I mean, he's not accurate at all. Well, he used to. I mean, he was at Oklahoma. That was, that then, was I thought, what sold him. He was accuracy, wasn't that? What his uh, allegedly, <laughs> but it, it wasn't. It wasn't yeah. the last couple of years. It hasn't been accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, his, can he, I, he's uh, great in, in, in he's great in commercials though. I Baker Mayfield is a phenomenal commercial. Good commercial. Guy. He, he, he he will. If ESPN if ESPN doesn't fold, and like I don't know who's going to give us our sports news, he would be a great ESPN commentator. Um, we're about forty five minutes into the into the podcast now. Um, I feel like this is a safe space for me to admit to you guys. Um, I think I might be buying the Cowboys Kool Aid a little bit. It's tasting real good. That Kool Aid. I don't know if it's the right mixture of sugar in there with the Kool Aid flavor, but it. It's going down smooth, and I think I'm buying into, like, the Cowboys could be Super Bowl contenders. And I know it's going to break my heart because I, I know who's still at head coach for that team. But I, that, that roster's really talented. And, uh, Tony, if, if, if Dak can learn which team is his team and throw to the right guys, 
Brandon Cooks, I think I think he's going to be a really big asset. Pollard could have a big year. If Gilmore can be even close to Stephon Gilmore, you got two really good corners. Micah Parsons off the edge. Am I crazy or or do I need to just put that Kool-Aid away, maybe put it up higher to where I can't reach it, that, you know? Did you leave CD Lamb out on purpose? I mean, he's Well, no, I, well, that, that's the given part. Yeah, but I I think so the the Cook signing to me is very underrated. I think he's going to be a great too. match oh, no with CD Lamb. No doubt. As long as Dak can That's the first time. Dak. They have a true so they, they have a field stretcher, don't they? I mean, that true. Yeah. 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 You've got offensively, they could be really good. Defensively, they could be phenomenal. Keeping Dan Quinn and that defense, and as we have talked on this podcast many times, probably the best player in the NFL and Mike Parsons. They could, they are definitely in the conversation. I I I'm I'm still not if Dak Prescott can play within himself and use those weapons so that he doesn't turn the ball over that that many times. Mike McCarthy has shown that he can he can win ball games when he's calling plays. If, if the defense I felt a whole lot better until our our uh, linebacker blew his ACL out this weekend, um, our third round draft pick. Um, I'm I'm sorry, I don't forget. I remember his name. Uh, the outside linebacker, Overshone. He tore his ACL. Yeah. Oh, the yeah, Texans guy. What, dang, I like I like. Yeah, Overshone. that's what they were reporting last night. Yeah, that's um, what I'm reading two field, hours ago. The, the Cowboys rookie yeah. linebacker suffered a torn ACL on his left knee. Ouch. That was dang. That's, Tony, that's a bummer. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, that was. Because he was doing really well, yeah. and another athlete. But uh, Kevin, I you can drink the Kool Aid if you want to. If it wasn't for, and we said it, if it wasn't for the fact that Philadelphia was so damn good, I think that the Cowboys could, could compete. Uh, uh, playoff team, absolutely. One it's win just, in the playoffs, absolutely. Tony, I just don't know if they can beat Philadelphia think, or San Francisco. I'm about to or, buy in. They're going to have a big year in Minnesota. Then, I can just already see it. We're going to have another year, probably against the 49ers again, where all of a sudden the camera pans over after we put Tony Pollard at running back and had the worst last play ever. And Mike McCarthy kind of just looks like he doesn't understand why he's there. Like he looks confused just as we do here. And I'm just, I'm, I know what's coming and my heart's going to get ripped right out of my, my, my chest. But I'm who's calling plays? Who is calling plays for Cowboys? I think it's McCarthy, right? Well, now, didn't they hire uh, Brian? They Schottenheimer? got Brian Schottenheimer, yeah. Who I don't necessarily. He's the coordinator. Know. He's a he's a the he's, he's the, the OC, running game right? coordinator. Isn't he's he technically the OC. the OC. He's technically he's the running game. But coordinator. But Mike McCarthy but. is returning to a familiar role as the offensive play caller this year. Well, the dude can call plays. But legit, McCarthy can call plays, no doubt about it. Well, he can't manage a clock, but. Uh, he ain't got to worry about it. He's calling play. Well, so yeah. <laughs> we call when we manage the clock. I hope so. No, yeah. I, if they could find a way that Micah Carson, Micah Parsons could play offense, I feel like we could win the Super. <laughs> but, but he. So I, I look back and you look at these uh, defensive players that are just dominant. 
I think this is Micah Parsons could set records this year. I, he could break Lawrence Taylor and Reggie White's sack records. The 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 guy is just phenomenal. I, he could make Bradley Chubb and Miles Garrett look like middle schoolers. I, he's just that good. And <laughs> um, if we can find an and, opportunity and to the, let Micah Parsons win games, we'll be fine. Yeah. In that same vein, and uh, LJ could probably in post and edit. I think he can clip the last three years. I've said this, and we could probably just put this in this part of the pod, or I'll say it again just in case he can't find it. But once again, I think the Chargers are going to be awesome. I think Kellen Moore and that offense is going to be great. I think the Chargers are going to be great. They probably won't, and I'll probably be wrong, just like I have in the last three years. <laughs> but I don't know what's not to like. I, I, Kellen Moore, say what we want about him. He's had a top five offense with the Cowboys every year he was there. Herbert's got a cannon. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, they drafted John, Quentin Johnson out of TCU. Eckler, they got the Bosa. They got they got good players on defense. I think they really could give the Chiefs a run for their money for the AFC East. But also, I did set a reminder, guys, when, when we go to pick divisions. There's a very smart person who's been on this podcast before. He goes by Prestige Worldwide. And when it comes to AFC East, he just says, they have Patrick Mahomes. So be careful if you're getting ready to go Chargers because they, in fact, do not have Patrick Mahomes. So, but I kind of I'm buying the Chargers a little bit. All the all the stuff out yeah. of the preseason is the offense looks great and I love what Kellen Moore's doing. So I'm excited to see what that ha- what happens there. Yeah. So I, I think the, the Chargers' success has to do with how bad the Raiders are going to be. And Which, I hate to say it like that. They could be the really Raiders bad. ought to be really bad. Yeah, I, Josh McDaniel should not be a head coach of a peewee team. He can OC all he wants. He's a terrible head coach. Anyway. In that same vein, Tony, where do you, uh, uh, just so, because um, LJ's probably thinking it, What what's our expectations of the Broncos? Do, do you think Sean Payton can turn around Russell Wilson? Do you think Russell Wilson is what we saw last year? He is who we thought he was last year, or, or what, what? what's Russell going to be in that offense? Um, I don't I think Sean Payton will try to make it not about Russell Wilson. He's talked about it. He tried to bl- – we can talk some other time about what he did to Nathaniel Hackett and broke the unwritten rule. That was terrible. That was oh, dumb. That was, terrible. that was dumb. That well, was let's expand stupid. on that for just a second. That Yeah. I don't care about breaking the unwritten rule. Like, there's no reason. Like we, There's no obvious. reason to do that. It was obvious Hackett sucked last year. It's He didn't make it through God. the year. We had our fun with making fun of Hackett. The whole internet had their fun making fun of Hackett. Hackett knows that. And for Sean Payton, a guy like Sean Payton, of all people, who's a, a well-known name, he's not like he's still trying to make a name for himself. He's Sean F. and Payton. I don't. I did not like him just shitting all over Hackett. No. I mean, it just it felt he, gross. Yeah. He came out and apologized. I don't know if he was like Jimmy Graham and had some kind of incident in San Francisco, and he just lost his mind and said, I'm going to say whatever I want to say. But um, it was just the wrong thing to do. And, uh, yeah, I, I that was not good. And, the thing that I'm not trying to do with that is say, has Sean Payton lost it? Has he? Can he really come back and coach the NFL after being out that long? Is he like Bill Parcells was in his later years? And it's like everybody's like, oh, Bill Par- Parcells is the greatest, but he never won again. I don't know. I, I'm that that comment makes me wonder. 
does what what are Peyton's real motives here? Well, and can't you say he's he's had some other comments about Russell Wilson and his tactics that I just thought didn't need to be aired. You know, I just it seems like Sean Payton. I think you draw a good analogy there with with Bill Parcells in the last year because Bill Parcells said whatever the hell he wanted and didn't give a damn because his track record seemed to say that he could and he never won again, as you said, Tony. So I don't know. I'm disappointed in Sean Payton. Um, yeah, I really am. Part of me wonders, himself. and the only way that I could feel a little better about this is, was this Sean Payton really trying to take the the heat off of his team and basically saying they were bad last year, not because this locker room's bad or this team's bad. They were bad just because of a bad coach, and and it wasn't Russell Wilson's fault. It was, and maybe that's what. But still, there's just I don't like tearing down another man just to. For no reason, when it was sounds like you're deep frying a dog turd there to me. I mean, you just right. I'm really saying that's trying like, to find like, something. I'm just saying I like Sean um, Payton, or at least I think I do. But I, I just think I do like too. Some, I don't like that type of behavior from anybody. So yeah. <laughs> maybe I haven't tried to deep fry a dog turd. Just to, <laughs> I don't know if I've heard that one, Pops. That, that's a new one for me. <laughs> but I, I'm interested to see. I don't know if I think that he will turn around Russell Wilson. But I'm interested to see what that what Me happens too. there because I do interested. think that roster's got some talent, and I can't the same way I talk about Deshaun Watson. I just it's hard to, for me to believe that they they just they're broken. You know, I, I've seen them be really good. They might not be the guy that we've seen in the past and that, that, to that extent, but if they can be seventy five percent of that, eighty percent of it, it, just I feel like what we've seen most recently from Russell and Deshaun can't be what they are, but. Been wrong before, been wrong a lot. So this could just add to the list. You know, I got to say, I liked what Denver did at running back, signing that Samaje. Uh, P. Ryan. That guy was a load last year. And I think, you know, if Javante Williams the can come back. He's one of back, those underrated guys. He's just solid. And he is just solid. And he, I mean, load just comes to mind with him. But but I think if Javante Williams has some significant talent, is he? where's his health at? Do, do, so he's know? playing. He, he's not. He tore his ACL. It was ACL last year, Tony, right? Is he and he's back. back. He's playing. And I'll send the clip and then the chat. But for the people at home, if you're wondering if Javante Williams is back or not, go look at – go just type in his name to Twitter or Facebook. And his first carry, he looks like Javante Williams. He looked really good. I had some concerns like how it might take a little while. He looks good. He looks like Javante. Yeah, he does. And – and that's where I think when you talk about Denver, the 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 most important player on that team is not Russell Wilson, it's Javante Williams, and that's where Sean Payton is, right? He, you know, his heydays with Alvin Kamara and and um, Murray, Latavius Murray and, and uh, Mark Ingram, they were they were able to really run the football effectively and catch the football out of the backfield, and. Javante Williams is a key for this team. As much as I like Jerry Judy, Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton could be the best one-two tandem in the NFL, but um, Javante Williams is going to run that. If if Javante Williams, I'll say this. Okay. They go as far as LJ. Is that what you're? LJ, if Javante Williams runs for 1,200 yards and more than 10 touchdowns, the Broncos make the playoffs. Hmm. I probably right. I probably agree with that. Either way, whether I liked uh, Sean Payton's comments or not, and I think we're unanimous we didn't like him. Week five, yeah. Jets, Broncos. It'll be fun. That'll be a fun game. 
Yeah. Oh, I didn't know they were playing Jets. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. That'll be a fun one. That'll be Must a fun watch one. TV. Yeah, I'm, I'll be interested in that. Um, okay, I think that about wraps up just going over uh, headlines and storylines and kind of getting caught back up. Pops, so there was one other one. It's it's not really about the teams on the field. I'm just curious if you saw it because I know you've been out traveling abroad the past week. But have I you have, seen the, yeah. the news of uh, the Michael Orr stuff? Have you seen well, that now he, is he filing suit against the Tuies? I think or something. So he's claiming that he he just learned because a lot of people are like, why would he just now come out with this? Apparently, in the lawsuit, he says he just now learned, embarrassingly learned, in February of this year that they never actually adopted him, and that they actually tricked him into signing a conservatorship when he was eighteen to where they make all his legal dealings, and that he made nothing off the movie. And their kids made like fortunes off the movie and the family made a bunch of money off the blindside movie, which won Academy Awards. I mean, Sandra Bullock, I think won an Academy Award or something made a t- it made a, it was a super profitable movie. And now he's suing them for damages. And it looks like I think the SEC message boards are out there like, oh, you you say, no, you think the Ole Miss cheated a little bit to get him. I, 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 we smelled that from a mile away, but it does feel really shitty if it's true. For Michael Orr, it seems really like it, it really sucks. The only thing I would question out of that, I've heard that he and Sandra Bullock are very, very tight. And so I just don't, you know, is Bullock, I don't know. I, I don't think she, I think she just acted. I, I well, she did, that. but I, it, I'm, I find it hard to believe that he didn't make any money off of that movie. That And maybe it was smaller. I, I need to learn more about that. I, I saw that and I'm... Intrigued because I had I had some people on one side going that damn or he's you know he's just not you know uh, he's not doesn't appreciate the opportunities that the twoies gave him and then I heard the other people saying that these twoies just took advantage of a young uh, uneducated or you know uh, not at the time uneducated person so I, I need to read more about that and and before I say well it, and I, he's no. long talked about he wasn't a fan of how they depicted him in the movie because I don't. They kind of depict him as as dummy, like he was real, like he just was stupid and not very. He was a good football player, and they depict him as like. Wow. And he's he says that even hurt him in the NFL, where teams just kind of assumed like that he was not a bright guy and real quiet guy and kind of and and not a good a leader and stuff. And it it also the movie and book don't really well. The movie more so doesn't tell the whole like. They make it look like he never played football for and they picked him up off the streets. He had played football the whole time and he was living with multiple different, like he'd kind of jumped from family, like he was, multiple families were helping him out and he chose to live with the Tuies thinking that they had his best interest and now he's saying they never did. But it it just kind of, it's crazy. It, it, if it's all true, the fact that he didn't like how he was portrayed in the movie and then to learn he didn't like the, the Tui family took advantage of it, made a bunch of money off of it. And there's some clips out there. Apparently the Tui family was on. I don't know if y'all have ever seen the show below deck. You can find this now on YouTube, but the show, they were on the show below deck and Sean too, I think is the, the dad's name. And he's talking about the blind side and like, it, it feels very braggadocious. Like he's like, Oh, I handpicked the, uh, the director for it. And we could have done this, this and this, but I chose to do this. And I, I'm the reason this was a great movie. And it just, Feels kind of weird. And one of the twoies was actually on Chad Morris' staff at Arkansas. And I've heard a lot of people who I, I interned for a sports radio up there and I've talked with other people. And 
he's very much this Tui kid. He's the little kid in the blind side. Now he's a grown up and he's on a, he was a graduate assistant for Arkansas. But like every, people say every time they were out with him, he always somehow the conversation gets back to blindside and him and how he was part of the movie and all this. And like, we get it. You're, it just feels like the family used the blindside as their claim to fame. It wasn't about them. It was about Michael Orr. It was his story. Mm. I don't know. Dude, I, I can say this. If you were a grad assistant on Chad Morris's staff, I would right. take that off of my resume. Yeah. No yeah I don't, I don't think I would use it, but uh, yeah, I, I will. Uh, my wife Cindy watches Below Deck all the time. We'll see if we can't watch that episode. But so it, my 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 thought on this is okay. How many how many big left tackles have they sponsored? <laughs> you know, if we're really going to say that they're doing something different, you know, have they done this before? Have they got somebody else? Have they got? I I don't know. I'm. Um, and I'll, my knowledge of conservatorships basically only stem from the Britney Spears drama that was not that long ago. Conservatorships seem like a pretty shitty deal that someone basically makes all your legal dealings like that. Yeah. Kind of feels like a, a shit thing. So and if he got tricked into signing, thinking he was signing an adoption thing, like to be a part of the family, that feels pretty shady. But again, it's all allegations. We don't know for sure. But like it. And if if Michael Orr hasn't made a hundred or two hundred million dollars in the last fifteen years, shame on him, because he should have, and he should still have it. And if he's worried about five or six or seven million dollars from a movie, let your lawyers go. Right? You well, know, I'll tell you what: go. if he's a good football player, he'd still be playing. You know, um, he was a good so. football player. I mean, he played for ten years. He's old. Yeah, he's, did he play ten years? I didn't think he yeah, played. Yeah, I thought he played about yeah. five years and then he's kind of out of the NFL. Play, well, yeah, he played about ten years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Editor LJ here. I just wanted to add a little more context to the Michael Ower stuff. Uh so to the idea that if he, you know, he made enough money playing in the NFL that he probably shouldn't be worried about a couple million dollars. I mean, if you were missing a couple million dollars, even if I mean, if I was missing five dollars because someone stole it from me, I'd be a little mad at him, you know? Um uh, other things that he is alleging is like Kevin mentioned how they made him out to look like an idiot. Now he did have uh, I think a 0.9 GPA in high school, but you know, he was also homeless. Um, so he just didn't care about going to school. Um, and so the way that Tui's wrote the book and also the way that the movie made him appear, the fact that he was an idiot made it onto his, uh, scouting reports for the NFL, which, um, seems like it wasn't the case. I mean, I don't know the guy, but people who've talked to him seem to think that he's a pretty intelligent guy. So he probably lost a lot of money based off of that depiction of him. Um, also, I think it's worth noting that his high school football coach was Hugh Freeze, who uh, famously has never had a controversy. Um, but uh, I will say, uh, I don't know who's right, who's wrong in this. I mean, all we have is allegations. Hopefully this will you know, sort itself out and... That'll be that. But if all the things that the uh are alleged to have done, they did, then, yeah, I hope he gets them. I hope he gets them real bad. Um, all right. That wraps up kind of our sports talk. Now, this is really the part people have been missing. Um, and, and Pops, as we mentioned, you've been out traveling abroad. So there's I, I, I can only imagine if we have any. But do we have any bougie problems? I mean, I think I've already told you about the toilet paper in airports, right? I've already mentioned that one, hadn't I? <laughs> I think I, I have. We got that one, Tony. I mean, I've heard it before, yeah. but I don't know if I've heard yeah. it. Okay, you got to keep it serrated. 
Well, it's just not. Yeah. And so I've been in airports flying around. And so it just reiterated. It's it, it's not split in pieces. So you pull it and it just all runs out in the floor. And then you got to tear that little part off because you don't want to, you know, touch your body with something that's been on the floor of a public restroom, for God's sake. So, no, no, that that's I mean, life's been pretty good. Honestly, I was in the wow, uh, U.S. So Virgin cool. Islands, man. It was beautiful. Um Really cannot complain about much of anything except the heat. Uh, so that's my bougie problem, I guess, is just the heat here. Wow, I, I was re- ready for for some ammo. I thought he might just start firing from the hip. It's been a while, but it, I guess life's been good for pops. Been, I'm like Joe Walsh, baby. Life's been good. So, <laughs> so figured I was going to hear like you know you're sitting on the Caribbean and you're you're watching saying it's just beautiful, and then these ants just run across your foot. Don't you just hate it when ants run across your foot? I, there I, are sand I fleas. Just, there are sand fleas in that Caribbean sand. You know, it can. You know, pops. I there think this go. was LJ, and I'll just give it a. Te- <laughs> it might have been you, but may- maybe it was LJ. And if it was LJ, this will just be a teaser. But didn't did you or LJ say recently when we were on a little road trip that you realized just now in life that you've been tying your shoes wrong all along? Was it LJ? Yeah. That must not have been you. It wasn't me. Okay, well, that's just a teaser for the people. At some point, LJ will will be back with us maybe next week. And I, apparently he's been tying his shoes wrong. I don't know if that's bad parenting or, or where, where, where we got lost there, but I, I need to know more. And LJ said he would well, elaborate. I think I've heard that story, Kevin, and I'm still tying my shoes the same way. I'm just going to say. So, I mean. Maybe we should have got him Velcro shoes. Maybe that's Yeah, I was going to say all of LJ's shoes now are Velcro. Yeah, so, so I don't know. I, and, but while we're sitting here blasting him, maybe LJ will defend it, and maybe I'll say, "Oh, you're right." But but something about LJ, very LJ's a very smart person. But I, and I thought tying your shoes would be something he would be able to grasp pretty easily, but maybe, maybe not. You never um, know. Tony, did you have a bougie problem? Are you doing how, how are things nah, over there? I'm doing great. I don't I don't have a bougie problem. Oh, I have a li- you actually I have a little bit of a bougie problem. It's one you can probably relate to, and and I bring it up most years, but. Yet again, just, you know, be nice to your commissions out there for your fantasy football league because the commissioner has the worst effing job. Everyone complains. Uh, there's always something that the commissioner could have done better. He could have done this, could have done that. But I don't see the team or the league mates doing anything. They're like, well, you could have bought this. Like, well, so could you. You could have done that, too. So I'm just saying, be nice to your commissioners out there. Maybe offer them a drink, you know, maybe offer to go grab them a beer while you're doing your draft. Because we, you know, we just, there's no love for us commissioners, Tony. No love whatsoever. It's I, a thankless I job, isn't it? It's a thankless Thank job. You, and Kevin, I know Tony I has been a commissioner that. for a and the pace for a while, is, so. you know, The pay is someone, terrible. It's terrible. If someone would like to buy me an old fashioned in the two drafts that I'm doing at Oaklawn. You'll take it. Three weeks. I'd be more than happy to accept that. So, Tony, sure. I hope to be one, at least the, with a man to buy you at least one of those. <laughs> My friend. Why, thank you. Yeah, I, I'm not saying that the JPP Playboys had a bigger slip of paper than everybody else. I don't know how they got the first pick. <laughs> it was, uh, we froze it. It was a little colder. I, we, we made I it a little colder. It it's kind of. It's kind of like the NBA lottery. You know, we froze it to make sure the Knicks got the first pick, but we froze it to make sure JPP got the what so whoever was drawn out of the hat second what was their choice of draft pick i'm curious it went like first second Two? third fourth, oh really i think okay. and then one, it started two, three, changing four, up a little five and okay. then it went one two three four five 
And then for some reason, to explain nine, for the people out there, we yeah. recently, we're not going to tell you all about our fantasy football because you yeah, don't care. No. But the way we, we, our commissioner, our great commissioner of our league decided to, to do this was we drew names out of a bag. And when, if your name was drawn, our name was drawn first. And so then we get to choose what pick we would like from one to 12. We could be whichever yeah. pick. So we choose yeah. one. One. Yeah. Numbers one, two, three, four, five, and then nine, and then six, Started. seven, and then 11, and then eight, 10, 12. I like Interesting. So yeah. I just I'm, I just wanted to make sure to take a moment, Tony, just for all the commissioners out there. If you're yeah. in your car and you're a commissioner Bless of your you. league and you're hearing this and you're just probably saying amen over and over again, you know, and, and for everyone else in their car listening to this or they're, they're at the gym and maybe, you know, shoot your commissioner a text and just tell them, hey, you're doing a great job. We appreciate all the shit that you take for a, for getting paid absolutely nothing. We're not like Roger Goodell getting $50 million a year. As Nocho Cinco would say, bless them. Bless them. Bless them. All right. Uh, before we, we call it a day, Uncle Tony, I saw a, what looked like a very refreshing drink, though. It's probably yes. gone now. Oh, no, there's still a little bit left. What, what are we saying? A little bit left. So, as Lifford said, it is hot. Damn hot. Africa hot. <laughs> uh, so hot, I thought I'd do a little crash pot cooking. Uh, it's hot. And so, nothing nicer than a gin daisy on a hot summer day. So a gin daisy is gin, lemon juice, orange liqueur. I prefer Grand Marnay and soda water uh, over ice with a little lemon slice. And uh, uh, boy, it is tasty. It goes it down good. fine. And you top it with a little club of soda so it's a little fizzy. It is a nice put, summer get, drink. Get your little so bubbles in there. You just got to get a little, little bubbles. bubbles. It gets ooh, it's tingly. And so, uh, you Tickles know, the tummy a little bit. That's right. The old gin daisy. The All right. What's um? Just curious because you know I'm getting excited for for NFL Week One, and uh, we'll, I think we'll all be together actually watching NFL Week One. But um, yep, that's correct. What's a great? What's a good for the people out there? If maybe they're just getting ready to plan. What's a good NFL Week One drink? What 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 should they? Is it the Gin Daisy or is there? No. Is it a Bloody Mary? Like what? What are Bloody we? Mary. Bloody. If Sunday, if you're watching Sunday, Bloody Mary. Firing up red zone for the first time. Maybe oh, watching yeah. NFL countdown or something, seeing who's active and inactive. Getting into oh man, it's an exciting day. I'm hundred percent at ten a.m. at ten a.m. on Sunday, September eleventh. If you don't have or tenth, if you don't have a Bloody Mary in your hand, you You're ain't a fucking football fan. That's all I'm gonna <laughs> say. And uh, but on uh, on Thursday night, uh, I believe that the best one is uh, your favorite whiskey drink. Personally, I'll probably be drinking an old fashioned. Uh, you could do a, a Manhattan. It is Detroit, and who is the game? Detroit and who? Lions. Oh, you said Detroit. Uh, yeah, Detroit Chiefs? and Chiefs. 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 Super Bowl. So, <clears throat> I should be a high scoring game potentially. High scoring game. You maybe I I can't think of a drink good for Detroit or Kansas City. Uh, so. Uh, <laughs> Just your Detroit. favorite whiskey drink, man. Just, just your favorite whiskey that. drink for Thursday night. There you go. Well, I, you know, then I guess because you said that now, I just want to make sure I'm following the rules. I think I'll also have a, a, an old fashioned on on Thursday night yeah. when the when the league. Yes, yeah, sounds good. Yeah, if anybody was curious, Uncle Tony's having a whiskey drink Thursday night and a Bloody Mary Sunday. There we go. All right, that'll do it for the pod. We'll be back. I, I think we're back to we'll try to get back to weekly now. Are we? You think we're? 
ready to, to get back there. Well, the I season. think that depends on you, I guess, yeah. uh, Kev. Hopefully, we're back I, weekly. I, but um, what's up, Tom? Yeah, I'll have Prestige Worldwide live and uh, live and in concert next weekend. So um, cool. Just just because I've heard some 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 people ask if there was going to be any, like maybe just like one big one. I know last year you kind of broke down positions, but is there any making the green chances coming up or, or do you know? Think Not trying is, to put any pressure on I think it is them. coming up. I think it's coming up. I think in the next couple of days we're going to get that out there for those because next weekend truly is the big draft weekend. Uh, yeah, most people don't draft over uh, labor um, the Labor Day weekend, but we're going to try to get one out before – before you guys get into this next weekend, but uh, yeah, we'll see I just if we know, can't get it. Uh, out. Some people may or may not have won their league just listening to the to the greens, you know, giving them some advice. They maybe made some I, green after listening to making the green. So I know there was a couple of championships and semis that were that were made uh, from people listening to the making the green fantasy football podcast. So we'll get it after. There we go. All right, that'll do it for this episode. We're back next week. Make sure you're following us on social media. And then if you're not already, wherever you get your podcast, go ahead and hit the like and subscribe button. So you make sure, because I know it's been a little while, but if you like and subscribe, you make sure that episode pops up in your feed as soon as we drop one. So, uh, guys, I'll holler at y'all next week. Peace. Peace. The day is here already. All right. Let's get started. Yeah, I need to go check I, on my wife. I, my dog's been scratching at the dough. At the dough?
fight well. Now you can 